The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Good afternoon. What's going on, everybody? Eric Franson, Aj Salveson. I feel like you're you're taking <laughs> social distancing to an extreme. Hey, you're the one that stuck me in the corner. Okay, you had the. Yeah, I'm going to go in my corner. Me to sit I'm going to stay yeah. there. Okay, wait. Keep my hold door on. closed. Now I, now I don't bother you if enough. You because first I, I was me, bothering just do it you through too the glass. much, and now I'm not bothering you enough. Well, I mean, come on, man. Uh. Yeah, like I've seen you maybe twice today, <laughs> and I've been in the office since eleven. Uh, you know, it's it, over the weekend, Eric. Did it feel a little bit surreal? Like Selection Sunday was supposed to be yesterday, four o'clock in the afternoon. We find out where Utah State's going. We find out their seed, back-to-back tournament appearances. Here comes the Aggies going to the dance, and then all of a sudden, you turn on the TV, and it's I'm gonna just turn it off. I don't have anything to watch here. It just it's it's weird, and it. It hasn't hit me yet, and I know this this virus situation is is so much bigger than sports itself. But I can't stop you from just kind of like double you know double take at it, double take at life, double take at the world, and think is this just really happening right now? It, it has been weird. It, it's the, a weekend where so I turn on the TV and I'm watching reruns of the 2006 <laughs> Big East tournament. <laughs> Like that was exciting when I watched oh, it the man. first time. For my kids, they're like, "Hey, this is pretty cool." Yeah, I'm like, "Who's gonna win this game?" I'm like, "Just watch this McNamara kid. He's gonna go off." Oh man! Oh my gosh! What a game that was. Syracuse was down. I'm like, well, Dad, I thought you said these guys win. I was like, "Keep watching. Just watch the game, kid. Keep watching. Shut up and watch." So, and that's what you're gonna see on these all sports channels. And it's gonna be extended reruns now. and the uh, highlights of old things. I mean, the NFL, not to be, I guess, dark in all of this, but the NFL's got to be loving all the attention they're going to be getting for the next couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. They are the, eyes really on them. the only sport that's actively doing anything right now. Everything yep. else is on hold. Yep. So they're the only sport out there that has any new information. Everybody else is just sitting around waiting and uh, trying to isolate and uh, they can't play. They can't make moves. But the NFL is, so they're going to get a lot of attention. And, and it's today. And by the way, they, yeah, they didn't, they didn't waste any time with that, did they? Uh, Eric, by the way, if everybody wants to join into our show, you're more than welcome to. If we have any new listeners, we welcome you as well. Thanks for joining on here, uh, 1069 FM, 1390 AM. You can also stream us on 1069thefan.com. And you can also text into our show and join in at 435-339-0321, 435-339-0321. Zero three two one. You can text in anytime. Love to hear from you guys. What did you do over the weekend? What did you watch? I mean, you're you're diehard sports fans. You're you know what did you do? How did you keep yourself busy? Is there a TV show or a movie you got addicted to? And I'd love to hear those because I I need something new to watch now. Uh, you know, Eric, this this the CDC put out a statement that they're recommending another uh, an eight week extension of fifty or less. So what does that do? To the NFL draft, I think you have the answers to that. What does that do to the NBA, Eric? And I think that's a conversation we need to get into as well. Speaking of NBA, Donovan Mitchell joining Good Morning America. Little controversial, oh, just a tad, not, not overdoing it, but uh, Rudy Gobert made some 
uh, made yeah. some comments, uh, yep. had a, an update on his situation over the weekend. And I'd love to hear from our listeners, do you blame Rudy? Are you mad at Rudy? Donovan seems, Donovan admitted today as much, he had to take some time to cool off because of everything that happened. Or do you blame Rudy? Are you on Donovan's side? Or do you say, you know what, do you, do you tell Donovan, like, dude, this is this is unknown. They didn't know. He didn't know. What's your, I mean, what's your thoughts? Love to hear from the listeners at 435 435- Three three nine zero three to text zero three two one to text in. Uh, we'll just we won't see your name. It'll be anonymous, so we won't know who you exactly are. But uh, love to hear from you, uh, Eric. Where do we start from the weekend? I don't even know where to go from here, man. Well, let's first just let this know. Uh, get this out here. We do have something coming up next hour. Do you want to stick around for? Ah, lined up really yes. good interview for us. Yeah, uh, John Oglesby, the assistant. I'm going to make sure I get his title right this time because last <laughs> time he's been offended. I gave him a promotion. Uh, That's right. We're giving him a little extra. Yeah. <laughs> What so is, I'm going to make sure that I don't screw this up. But uh, John Oglesby, who's the assistant director of Utah High School Athletics Association, Activities Association, excuse me, is going to join us to talk about where the state of Utah High School Athletics is at. With that eight-week extension now, Eric, of the gathers of 50 or less, what does that do to high school sports here in the state of Utah? Do they cancel it altogether? Or if they continue and they start, Eric, in the in the two weeks, I guess they said two weeks, if they start then, do you take out non-region play and just play straight region and go? And then how do you RPI it from there? Because Mountain Crest had two legit baseball games of Bishop Gorman and then another team from Arizona that would have absolutely shot their RPI up through a, a ceiling, like a rocket. So what does it do to that? And, and John Oglesby will join us at 5.05, by the way, is what time he'll have. Uh, he'll be on. By the way, tomorrow in studio live. Eric, I'm excited about this. You're not going to be excited about it like I am, but I'm excited. Uh, Mount, I can just tell by your look right now you're not even excited. I don't even know what's going on <laughs> here. At, at tomorrow uh, about 5.05, Mountain Crest head baseball coach Steve Hansen will join us live in studio. Oh, yeah. And yeah, because I texted you. What do you have no idea? I don't leave you out. <laughs> I don't know water. where you're going with your tease. Oh come on! Uh, but uh, Steve Hansen, head coach of the Mount Chris baseball team, has been there for years. Is going to join us live in the studio. And uh, Eric, look, we'll, we'll talk Mountain Chris. We'll talk high school baseball as a whole. Sure, yes. But I want to run down nostalgia lane with him. I want to like pull out the good old Steve Hansen stories because now they're more tame, right? He's older. He's nicer. He's got a grandkid, and he's. He's just more soft. I want to plot the old, the stories when Steve Hansen used to be a grumpy old guy, and made like me even made me as the equipment manager running on the run poles as we call them foul pole to foul pole because I wore skateboard shoes and an M- Mountain Crest basketball shirt to baseball practice. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll get to those stories tomorrow. That will be at five oh five with Mountain Crest head baseball coach Steve Hansen. Can't wait to have him on. I I love that man dearly. Uh, so yeah, John will be night at 505, Steve Hansen tomorrow. We'll get some other view- interviews along the way as much as we possibly can. And then just as a reminder, and I'm going to throw this out now, starting March 30th, we will go to a one-hour show, 4 to 5, because of the eight-week ban on sports. We right, Unless things drastically change between now and then. And I'm not seeing, I'm seeing but. more, I guess, less hope than I would. Uh, it's just, it's necessary. So starting on March 30th, okay, March 30th, don't freak out, March 30th, we'll have our show go from 4 to 5. And then if you miss our show, you can jump on our podcast platform, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify. Just type in the Full Court Press, Eric's name, my name, and you'll be able to get all the content and all the shows. Uh, Eric, uh, this morning, my man, DM, uh, jumped on uh, 
jumped on Good Morning America today. He uh, he was quarantining himself and he's isolating himself. And he jumped on Good Morning America to talk with uh, Robin Robin Roberts. Robin Roberts, thank you, to talk about uh, just kind of his situation, what's gone down. And he has tested positive, and he has tested positive. No, he doesn't feel a thing. Which is great, yeah. And he talks about like that's how important. If they had a seven game series, he'd be like, I could lace him up tomorrow and be good to go. He put, and Rudy would play. Yeah, Rudy would play too. Now, the question becomes: Are him and Rudy getting along? And that's where everyone's kind of like, Ugh. let me put it this way: It's probably a good thing that there's an eight week ban on NBA basketball for just for the sake of these two guys alone. Uh, but here is uh, Donovan Mitchell with Robin Roberts on Good Morning America this morning. Joining us is Donovan Mitchell in isolation. It is great to see you, Donovan. First of all, how are you feeling this morning? Um, great to see you too as well. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm I'm fine. You know, things are things are going well. Um, just in isolation, got a unique setup, but um, yeah, no fever, uh, no symptoms as of right now, and um, I'm just blessed to be able to be okay. We're thankful to hear that. What are, what are doctors telling you? right now um so so right mm-hmm. now you know the biggest thing for me is just to stay in isolation um and just be able to just keep to myself you know um, i have no symptoms which is a unique situation no symptoms now and you had no symptoms when you were tested you didn't feel ill at all no um i keep i keep making the joke when people ask me so if you were to tell me I, i'm not playing a seven game series tomorrow i'd be ready to lace up wow so, um, wow um, like I said, I'm, I'm really blessed that that's, that's the case. And tell us what the testing was like for people who may have to be tested. Um, it's actually interesting. You know, so, um, as you know, we all got tested. And, you know, for me, it was a, for us, it was a swab out of the throat. But this was about 15 seconds of uh, probably the most discomfort I've ever had. And I ended up crying. Like, tears came out of my eyes as they started going up in, up in this area. But um, it was definitely unique. And, um but I'm, I'm glad I was able to get it done. In Paula's report, we heard from your teammate, Rudy Gobert, and he has been very apologetic, and he has mm-hmm. admitted also that he was reckless, though he didn't know at the time that he mm-hmm. was going to test positive, but still his actions were, um, were reckless. Have you had a chance, mm-hmm. and, and again, he has apologized, but have you had a chance to have any communication with your teammate? Um, to be honest with you, Robin, you know, it took a while you know, for me to kind of cool off you know, and I, I read what he said, and I heard what he said. So, you know, I'm glad he's doing okay. I'm glad I'm, I'm doing well. Um, I'm just really happy, to be honest, Robin, that it's just, you know, I hate to say there's two of us, but, like, it wasn't the whole party. You know, at the end of the day, neither him or I have, have children at home. You know, I know I have some teammates that have children, have some staff that have children at home. Um, so I'm glad that we were able to uh, kind of contain it as much as possible. Thankfully, the vast majority of people uh, will recover um, but just can you just yeah. again just tell people what your message is for them this morning? I'm asymptomatic. You know, I don't have any symptoms. Um, I could walk down the street if you know if it wasn't public knowledge that uh, I was sick, mm. uh, you wouldn't know it. You know, and I think that's the scariest part about this virus is that you know you may seem fine, be fine, and you never know who you may be talking to, who they're going home to. You're in isolation. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, drink the water. So what are you doing? Always, gotta, gotta say <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Always. So what are you doing? You're you're an active guy. What are you doing in isolation? How are you occupying your time? The two K movies and um, as I think some of the uh, the basketball world saw yesterday. Some of the guys are watching their old highlights. I've been doing a lot of that. Yeah. I've watched myself through college. I've watched myself through the NBA. Um, 
it's kind of bring back good memories, but you miss the game. You miss playing in front of some of the best fans in the world in the NBA. And the school children, you know, all across the country. And I know, Donovan, that you're, you're doing something to help out there in your community with that. What is it? Yes, so um, right now I'm in a partner, uh, I'm working on a partnership with the Salt Lake City Granite School District. Um, that's about 80, 88 to 90 schools, about 66,000 kids. Um, just being able to provide them meals, you know, and the, that particular school district in Salt Lake City is um, is home to some of the most vulnerable children in Salt Lake. Right. I, I want to be able to just to give back because, you know, this is, like I said, this is, time will tell. You know, you really don't know. You can't say, you can't, doctors can't pinpoint a right. date. So for parents, you know, who may not have the money, you know, being able to not send their kids off to school to get, to get food, I think is a scary feeling for them. And I want to be able to make sure that they're set and they understand that, you know, guys like myself and whoever may, may have their back. Oh, appreciate your generosity there, Donovan. And, and great to hear about your father. In all sincerity, glad that you're doing as well as, the, as you are and appreciate very much you taking some time to spend with us. You take care. Yes. All Thank right. you so much. All right, so there, that's Donovan Mitchell. Uh, interesting that he doesn't feel anything. He feels fine. He's asymptomatic, as they call it. And that is a big thing with this disease, with this virus, is that people can have it, be carriers of it, but not really realize. Uh, just He just happened to be in a room where there was an emergency and everybody got tested. Otherwise, he never would have been tested. Um, and uh, I, I really, I thought it was interesting listening this morning to Dan Patrick. He's been calling Rudy Gobert the, uh, now I had the term in my head, now I just slipped, the uh, unintentional hero. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Is that, I can't remember if that's exactly what he called him. But no, that's a great way to put it. It's something like that where if he had not been tested positive, these conference tournaments would have been going on last weekend. These. The, the, the selection ceremony would have happened on, on Sunday. NBA games would be continuing. Tens of thousands of people would still be congregating at professional sporting events. And uh, it could have been much worse about with this spread. You know, these things have been canceled or postponed. And uh, hopefully that's part of what could be part of the solution is slowing this thing down. I was really bugged. And maybe this is just me overreacting to this, Eric. When asked if Donovan to talk to Rudy Gobert, he just sideswipes the question, and then doesn't even like uh, even and uh, doesn't even take in regard Rudy. Go, I mean, he just says, "No, he does say he's glad to hear that he's doing better and he's good." He did say that. Okay, but you can't say you know I've I chat with him. I hope he's doing well. I or this, you know, it took. What do you mean it took you a while to cool off? What's your problem? It's your teammate. He just came down with the coronavirus. He's the first. Like, he put this whole thing in the country in motion. Like, you want to talk about lighting a flame underneath a hot engine? He did it. But yet, Donovan Mitchell comes out and acts like a, acts like the whole entire world is lost on Rudy Gobert being positive on the, on the test of the coronavirus. And then it says, it took me a while to cool off. Well, how do you know? How do you know where you really got it from? How do you know it wasn't you, Donovan? Right, that's the still a big mystery as to where Rudy Gobert contracted the the, the virus. Um, all we know is that he was the first to test positive. That's the only thing we know for sure. 
We don't know if he, if uh, if it was Donovan that gave it to him. But because Rudy touched the microphones, now everybody's trying. You know, they're going out there, going after him like crazy. Had he not done that, how different would things be for Rudy Gobert? Uh, so we heard the comments there that Donovan made to uh, Robin Roberts uh, in Good Morning America today. This was his comment in a message to fans that was posted on NBA.com uh, uh, over the weekend. What's up, everybody? Donovan Mitchell here. Just want to say thank you guys so much for your continued support, man. It means a lot to me. Uh, I feel feel fine. Things are going well. I'm just taking the uh, proper precautions. You know, as was told to me by the health authorities, I got to stay in isolation. So solo in here, playing video games all day, and um, can't wait to get back out there on the floor, man, play in front of the best fans in the world. Um, really miss playing in front of you guys, and um, I'll see you guys soon. So that was that was Donovan Mitchell, um, and then uh, Rudy Gobert. He also had some comments, uh, an update on his status, uh, how he's doing, an update on him, and and how he's progressing through all of this. But um, kind of similar. But what was cool is over the weekend, I don't know if you saw this, Rudy Gobert, we've seen NBA players here and there saying we're going to donate $100,000 for the arena people who are out of work or whatever yeah. because of all this. Rudy went above and beyond, uh, committing five hundred grand to help employees in Salt Lake City for Vivint Smart Home Arena, others affected by the virus in Salt Lake and Oklahoma City, and making donations to things that are going on in France. But uh, here were Rudy Gobert's comments over the weekend, giving him uh, his personal update with uh, being uh, positive with coronavirus. Hey, what's up, everyone? It's Rudy Gobert. Just wanted to give you guys a little update. I'm going to start by saying thank you to all the people that have been supportive and for all the positive energy. It really means a lot. As for myself, I've been feeling a little better every single day, thanks to the healthcare people of Utah and Oklahoma City and all the great people around me. As you may already know, I just wanted to make sure to remind you guys to keep washing your hands frequently with soap and water. Try to avoid touching your face, your nose, your eyes, and of course, try to avoid making unnecessary contact with people. It's all about protecting yourself and the people around you. I wish I would have took this thing more seriously, and I hope everyone else going to do so, because we can do it together. Take care, and stay safe. So there you go. That's Rudy Gobert's comments. Yeah, I think we need to move past the whole Rudy Gobert is the villain of the whole entire country. It's time to move on. There's bigger problems going on now. Well, are you going to be mad for him? Be, for, what's that? Are you going to be mad at him for being on the court oh, playing dude, a game? Yeah, like look, he it, is it's not any different. Yeah, I mean, come on, and, and and again, I go back to Donovan Mitchell not acting as he probably should have, and saying, you know what, I I feel bad for Rudy. I'm glad he's okay. I hope he's you know just something to the fact of like, hey, me and Rudy are on the same team. Instead, he comes out and he's like, well, it took me well to cool off. Well. Freaking for you there, Mister. I like to pout. 
I can, and, and I love what you said before, Eric. Before we got on air, uh, you told me you, the thing about Donovan Mitchell is that he's so mature with everything he does and says, right? He always is saying the right things. And then, and you said, this is what took you so off guard when you hear this message is that it, it almost kind of curtails that away from that, from that thought of Donovan Mitchell. Well, yeah, I mean, Donovan has an opportunity here um, to take a higher road with the teammate, with his organization. Um, I, I get it. You'd be, if, if a co-worker came in here who had the virus and they're touching everything and high-fiving everybody and acting like they don't care and then suddenly realize they have it and now I have it, yeah, I'm going to be a little upset they were that careless. But I have to also realize, look, besides those maybe those few things that they did, there were other things that were happening around the office that they came in contact with yeah. unknowingly, unintentionally, that I could have contracted it that way too. And I think it just yeah, it seems a little surprising to me that Donovan has been so hot to Rudy Gobert over this and hasn't really said that he's communicated with Rudy, he's checked in with him to see how he's doing. So this little social social isolation, uh, apparently it it's good for him to keep him, give him an opportunity to cool off. But I'm a little surprised. Uh, it just seems like it's not a real mature move by him, the way he's reacting to Rudy on this. Uh, but uh, you know what? At the same time, teammates aren't always best friends. As long as you play well on the court together, you don't have to be buddy buddy. Um, but you do have you do. There is an important part of chemistry. If you don't like each other, that's a whole other ball of wax. Yeah, no, and. and- <laughs> That's a great point. It just kind of makes you grateful, Eric, that we are eight weeks now, eight weeks away from the NBA season, or I guess from a continuing, if we do so, of the NBA season, To which leads me to my next question. And I'd love to hear from listeners on this as well. I really would love to hear your thoughts on this. Uh, 435-339-0321 if you want to text in. How would you go, Eric, if we're eight weeks away from the NBA resuming their season? What do you do? Do you continue to play the final 18 games and then go to playoff mode and go through all that stuff and then you have the draft, you have free agency, yada, yada, yada? Or do you say, you know what, skip the regular season, we're going to do the playoffs, we'll push everything else back? Because now you're looking at probably August, right? Because if they start playing in June, maybe June, maybe. You're looking at August is when we finish up the, the playoffs. And then after that, like you, you've you still got free agency. You have to have an off season. Chance- right, yeah, the whole calendar will need to change. Uh, yeah. So, so do, I mean, do you push back the regular season, or do you just cancel the whole season together? What do you do? I don't know. I think you're so close to the end of the regular season and to not crown a champion. I, I just, it's kind of crazy. Hard huh? to swallow. But then, do you push back the 2020-21 regular season? I think you'd have to delay it. I think it, you're Do you, right. It doesn't just affect but this season, it, right? but it could affect next year too. Would you shorten it? The, the you may have to shorten I was the, the say, season. You probably would have to, wouldn't you? But you still have the eighty-two games. How would you do that though? Like, you then have to have more back to back. So then you're back to four games in five night kind of thing again. Potentially, could you shorten it to like fifty games, or is that too many? Well, I think you have to do the math. That it works out. You got to play every team in the league at least twice, uh, at their place and at yours. And then you'd have to cha- maybe change how they do it with uh, how many times you play teams in your division. 
And then how many teams in your conference? Now, winning your division, that doesn't mean anything anymore like it used to. So yeah, absolutely. That could probably change. Absolutely. I'm with you. Because it used to be you had to play everybody in your division four times and everybody in your conference three times, mm-hmm. sometimes yep. four. Yep, yep. So I think they could adjust that. Uh, maybe it is just, um, you know, you play everybody twice, once at their place, once in yours, if you're Eastern versus Western Conference. And then your own conference, um, maybe you just do a home-and-home home for that too. And you wow. just say, you know, you're going to just play everybody just a few times for the regular season, and as long as it takes to get everybody to play each other, that's a what, that's a sixty game season, sixty four game season. If yeah, you just say, look, you're just going to we're all going to do home and homes, and that's it. What was it in '99? I think when San Antonio won the title, and the Jazz had like one of the better records in the league as well. I think they had a 50-game season. Oh, it's a 99-2000 that the, uh, the lockout season was short. Was that what he is? Um, yeah, let's see. Teams, let's see. 80. I guess 99-2000 is when. No, they, they were good. Because they played. Maybe it was 98-99. It might have been 98-99. Yeah, it might have been 98-99 is when, when that lockout was. Because the season after... Because that's how they got... Um, Jazz uh, lost to the Bulls. Well, and that's how they got... What's his bucket? Uh, Tim Duncan. Sorry, I was blinking there. Yeah, you're right. It was 80-62. I don't know when it was. That's an 82-game season, too, actually. I have no idea when it was. Uh, But, yeah. It, it's crazy just to think. By the way, the Jazz were. That can't be right. That's got to be different. Uh, oh my gosh! Hey, did you know in 1998? That can't be right. Is it? The Jazz were 62 and 20. Is this right? Jazz were 62 and 20. The SuperSonics were 61 and 21, and the Lakers were 61 and 21. The Suns, who were in fourth place, Eric, were fifty six and twenty six, yeah. and the Spurs were fifty six and twenty six. That's a top five insane. teams, man. Yeah, it was insane. Holy crap! I, I, remember, I can't remember how basketball was that. And the Jazz were thirty six and five at home. Oh man! Holy cow! They were thirty eight and four. No, twenty six and fifteen on the on the road. That's that's some good basketball back in the day. This is how far we came along, by the way. The Nuggets were 11 and 71. So, times are changing. Just a tad bit. Wow, that's crazy. I had no idea. Uh, yeah, so anyways, I just think back, I, I would rather, well, no, I would not rather. I would think that they would go on, not on strike. They'd shorten the season a little bit, though, so they could erase the back-to-backs, the four games in five nights. Right, because that's going to just kill your veteran teams. Yeah, your teams that are players. built to have postseason success, yeah, and have good regular seasons. They may have a good regular season, but by the time the postseason comes around, as we saw what happened with the Utah Jazz, they just run out of gas. Yeah, and, and well, and then that's what the NF or to me NBA Players Association has gone against is those four games in five nights is those many many back to backs. So if that would be the case, I think there'd be a little bit of a. Um, a disagreement, if you will, from Chris Paul and uh, the uh, Players Association. I would uh, strongly imagine that that would be the case. 
I just I I can't believe we're can't believe it's 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 doing this. The coronavirus has done this much, had this much impact, and of course we do need to take it serious. We need to uh, make sure that we're we're social distancing. We need to make sure that we're um, you know not gathering in large crowds. And then when you go grocery shopping, get what you need. Don't get any more than you need. Allow others to be able to take care of them and their families as well. And be patient. Yeah, be very patient with people and grocery stores and whatnot. They're trying. Like the, the keep up is is incredibly tough right now for those stores. I can only imagine. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So. But yeah. Um, coming up on the other side of this break, AJ, we, we talk about picking up the season, or should they just start the playoffs right away? Should they finish out the year in the NBA? What should the NBA do? Uh, let's look at how many games have been played right now, how many games are still left to be played. Okay. So what might that look like in a calendar? And then Major League Baseball making news today. Uh, certainly a lot of news in the NFL with uh, trades. I only in, care in about one person, Eric. Of free agency. I only care about one man. And there's some big, big surprises. My man. My love. He's so... Just incredibly handsome. The Aggies, the Jazz, the High Schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Eric France and AJ Salveson, Full Court Press, here on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. Streaming online, 1069thefan.com. It's where you can also find past episodes in our podcast section. If you missed it, a really interesting interview with John Hartwell on Friday. Oh, yeah, that was really good. Just uh, how this has all been affecting USU sports and the news of how they were trying to figure things out. And then a conversation also about uh, trying to keep Craig Smith here for more seasons to come. So uh, anyway, look, we're talking about the NBA, and there's been some discussion about how long this the NBA season will be suspended, and if they pick it up again, what should they do? So there's been some talk about just go right to the, the playoffs, just create the playoffs right away. Well, here's the problem with doing that. This is why I don't think it will work that way, AJ. I think you have to finish out the season, and here's why. Okay. In the Eastern Conference, I'm just going to go one through eight. Okay. The number one team has played 67 games. Two, three, or two and three have played 64. Teams four, five, six have played 65 games. Uh, the seventh ranked team, sixty four, and another the eighth ranked team right now, sixty five. So you have disparity between sixty seven games played to sixty four games played, and in, in some of these situations, very tight races that makes a big difference. And it's really kind of similar in the West. The Lakers have played sixty three games, while the the Mavericks in the seventh position have played sixty seven. So it's there's a little more symmetry in the West, but still, uh, you have to, tiebreakers aren't necessarily all the way known because you haven't played all the teams the same number of times to determine uh, like who is the number four team or who's the number five team with a similar record. So if they restart the season, you almost have to play it out. 
for those final, what is that, uh, 18 games for some of these teams? Give me six, seven, and eight again, will you? Okay, so in the current uh, standings in the in the East, the Philadelphia 76ers have played 65 games. Okay. The Brooklyn Nets have played 64 games. Okay. And the Magic have played 65 games. Oh, okay. No, a half a game separates Brooklyn and Orlando. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really a very tight race. Uh, Pacers and, and Sixers are tied, both 39 and 26. Here's why I don't think you can play this regular season. It's too long. To get 18 games in after having an eight-week delay and then do playoffs, and then you have free agency, and then you have the draft. By the way, you still have pro day, combines, workouts, all that stuff. The Summer Olympics, if they still happen. Oh, and that's another big one. That's a huge one. Big, big, big one. Because Coach Popovich is supposed to coach him. If you go into August, it's going to be hard if the San Antonio Spurs will make the playoffs. It would be hard for them to be able to manage that and put a team together a roster here because I would assume, Eric... Well, th- that affects not just Team USA. So many international teams have... True. Their best players are in the NBA. Are in the NBA, yep, yep. Including uh, Joe Ingles, Patty Mills. Uh, you have Rudy Gobert for France. Yep, Luka Doncic. Uh, so th- there's a few, but here's my issue with that is... is I mean, what do you do? Do you... It's just too long, and it, and it overlaps everything else going on, and it doesn't give teams enough a chance to rest. It, it messes up a like the, it messes up the schedule in so much that you're you're trying to fit eighty two games into maybe six months, give or take. No, I don't think it. I think the league, the NBA, can can do it. Yes, there's the the Olympics is a bit of an issue, but I think they can easily push everything else back. It's a shorter off season. But there's nothing that happens after mid-June for playing. Because, yeah, you've got the draft and you've got free agency and things like that. You're going to work players out in the summer league. But those things can all be adjusted. I think those things can all be moved back without conflicts for the NBA. It's not normal, but I think you could still do it. The question is how soon do they resume play? And if... Do they resume play before they start allowing fans back into the arena? I would agree to that. Yep. I, well, that's what I think. I should say. I, 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 I think determined that we can pull these games off without risk, without fans, yeah. to the the players. Let's we'll play the games without the fans, just so we can still get this going. And then, as soon as it abates enough that where fans can start to come again, maybe we're into the playoffs now, and fans can start coming back. But I think the real question is how long do they they still keep things quiet? And down? by the way, I think what you do with Team USA is if we do go from regular season to playoffs and all that, I think you allow the college kids to play in the Olympics. You let the college kids go duke it out. Or you select players from non-playoff teams. Who would you take? I mean, do I really want... Bradley Beal? He'll be a great player. He's not, he's not going to the playoffs. Okay, that's one. Zach Levine? No. Trey Young? Now, the good news is that Steph Curry could go play. <laughs> yeah, Steph Curry will be available. <laughs> Draymond Green's available. Damian uh, Lillard is probably going to be available. We need big men, though. Give me someone big. 
Lamarcus Aldridge? Someone who's quality big, like who actually isn't 70 years old. And Carl played... Anthony Towns? Okay, there we go. That's a help. Yeah, okay. You could probably put a team together. I'd rather go with college kids. It's not going to be your cream of the crop, but at least it'll be a decent team. Because Damien's supposed to be in it anyways. Look, last year's team was not the cream of the crop. Yeah. Well, and, well, and we see what happened, too. Yeah. Well, uh, you take 16's team, and Damian Lillard is supposed to be back for the 20 Olympics. Because it, it's been said by Jerry Colangelo that if you're a part of the previous squad, you have to be in the upcoming Olympics. So if you're in 16, you're expected to be in 20 unless there's some major outbreak or some major thing that doesn't allow you to be in it. Zion Williamson would be available. Good heck. He, well, what do you... You could put together a pretty decent team, AJ. If you put... Well, okay. and but Okay, now I'm saying, though, if you play the 18 games, does the Pelicans make the playoffs and <laughs> knocks out Zion? Uh, right now they are... What are they? They're three and a half games behind Memphis. Okay, so Portland they, and New Orleans are both three and a half games behind Memphis. Okay, so Lillard, Towns, Zion. This is working out okay, actually. Uh, who else did you give me? I mean, there's a couple of players. Bradley like Bill. Yeah. De'Aaron Fox Darren would be. Fox. De'Aaron Fox would be great. I don't. Know, I wish you would have dropped out the first time. Um, De'Aaron Fox is Carl another. Anthony Towns. Yep, mentioned him. A um, couple of players from Golden State. Steph Curry. Steph Curry, Draymond Green. You know, Kevin Durant could be back because he's not going to be in the playoffs. Nope. Kyrie Irving. Yeah. <clears throat> I know. I know we're stretching here because those well, are... the Nets are playoff bound. The are... Nets currently have are in oh, the, the seventh, seventh place, position. huh? Yeah, but they're not going to play. I mean, come on. I mean, so uh, Spurs, Suns, uh, Devin Booker would be available. DeRozan? Yeah, DeRozan would be available, yeah. See, you could put together a decent team. You just say non-playoff players available for Team USA. Here's your consolation prize for not making the playoffs. Go represent your country. A370 just texted in Devin Booker and just a laugh face. Well, why not? Come on. I mean, you got any other options here? I mean, we're trying to put together a Team USA basketball team. I'm not going to throw in... Freaking Tony Parker. Actually, he wouldn't even be able to play for us, would he? <laughs> well, I'm not going to play for France. <laughs> I'm trying. Uh, I, I don't know who else you'd get. Yeah, I mean, how many guys have to be on the team? 12, right? You'd 12. like to have 12? And we're at like six, seven, give or take. Yeah, so Devin Booker would have to be on it. I hate to tell you everybody that, but Booker's in. I think you could still put together a pretty decent roster. I, and I think we were, I think we were close to t- ten or twelve. Yeah, we were. Yeah, we had to be. And th- well, and if the Grizzlies, nah, because if the Grizzlies didn't make it, Blazers or Pelicans would make it. So I eliminate either Damian Lillard or Zion. Who would you rather take, Damian Lillard or Zion Williamson? Kicks and giggles. Oh, I'd probably take Zion. I think he would. I take. Damian. I don't know how many international teams would know how to handle him. I think Damian would probably be more versatile. But but then you have a lot of guards already, Zions don't you? Go outside and shoot too. Well, and, and you don't have a lot of big men. True, Look, uh, available at the big men. Playoff roster team, really good. Yeah, really good big men who aren't in the playoffs. I think your yeah your your um, pool to draw from is a little more limited, dude. But you get Steph, and you get Draymond Green, 
And you, if you, if you really are desperate, you get JaVale McGee. You have Trey Young coming. Oh no, off he's the right bench. on the Lakers. Never mind, he ain't freaking going. Start Steph. You have Damian Lillard, Trey Young. Yeah, Trey Young would be another one. Yep, yeah, that's a good one right there. Trey Young would make it too. Bradley Beal is a shooting guard. We got guards, just big men that we're lacking on here. Carl Anthony Towns in the post. You could put it together. It could work. Maybe. Yeah, we'd still lose. We'd find. Yeah, we'd still take fours. We would. I tell you this. We wouldn't medal. We wouldn't medal with that team. It's uh, w- the players we just mentioned. I think are better than the team that they fielded last summer. Oh, fetch yeah, dude! Mason Plumley was playing for crying yeah. out loud. So yeah. this, this, that taking, team we just talked about would do better. <laughs> I'm taking our. I'm taking our crew over that. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, do you? Well, never mind. That's a discussion for another month and another day when we get to that point. That's a problem, though. Is if if this does lag into August, Eric, the USA Olympic team is affected, and like you said. The World Olympics are affected. You've got France. You've got especially Australia, uh, Argentina. I mean, there's a four or five teams outside of the United States team Italy, who are going to be affected big time. Italy's another big major one. Major issues there in Italy. Spain is now under uh, quarantine. Yeah, there's just there's all sorts of issues that you have to look into. This anybody from the Knicks make it? Oh, Andre Drummond would make it. Of the Cavaliers, the big man. He'd okay. make the team. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know how many big men we've got. I mean, we've got Towns, Zion. And, I mean, you're probably taking Mason Plumley just because you have to. He has the experience. Victor Oladipo. No, he's in the playoffs. Never mind. Dang it. Yeah. We'd steal one medal. I'm going to be flat out honest. All right, uh, more to discuss. Uh, big news today in the NFL. We'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, big news in Major League Baseball. We'll get to that. Uh, how these uh, new announcements about limiting the, the number of people available in any group uh, at a time might affect high school athletics. We'll hear uh, not just athletics, but other high school activities. We'll hear about that next hour when a member of the uh, Utah High School Activities Association will join us. Stay tuned. Still more things to discuss. Uh, and uh, before we get into that, uh, an update on some of the things going on in the NFL this week. I'm Kyle Montgomery with NFL Network now on the Westwood One Radio Network. The NFL's second century will begin with a decade of labor peace as NFL players voted yes to approve the owner's proposed collective bargaining agreement. With nearly 2,000 votes, the agreement passed by just 60 votes. The new deal begins this season and runs through 2030. Meantime, the Titans are all in on Ryan Tannehill, agreeing to a four-year extension to the tune of $118 million with $62 million fully guaranteed. Tennessee rewarding the quarterback for helping them earn a 9-4 record and an AFC championship appearance in 13 starts after replacing Marcus Mariota. Also, a big trade sent Calais Campbell from the Jags to the Ravens Sunday. Baltimore acquires the reigning Walter Payton Man of the Year winner for a fifth-round pick. Campbell had 31 and a half sacks in his three years in Jacksonville. Trade won't become official until the beginning of the new league year on Wednesday. This has been NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. Talking the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric France and Ajay Salveson here on the Full Court Press. Uh, maybe you've seen this. A lot of teams around the country 
are producing their own one shining moment highlight oh, reel. I, I, have you been seeing those? I did. Now I, I saw Utah State, Eric. I can I be honest with you? Do, do you like I, them or does it just sting? No. To watch it? Okay, so yes and no. That's a great question. I got through the first fifteen seconds and I had to stop. I couldn't do it. You're getting a little misty. I I know, and then I really did. I got really <laughs> emotional because Sam Merrill should be playing in the NCAA tournament. I I can only imagine how hard it was for Coach to tell his kids, "Hey, we're not," you know. And I heard actually Coach on an interview earlier today, and he said that Diogo Brito, like when it was all said and done after they met at midcourt, like Diogo Brito took a sprint up the tunnel. He just sprinted away. He he couldn't do it. And so I, I like I watched like 15 seconds of that video and I said I'm done. I don't want to I don't want to do this anymore. It was well done. It was so the, good. The folks who put it together for Utah State, uh, it, and the way that it ends with Sam Merrill in the last shot, um, fitting ending. Hey, who do you feel more bad for, San Diego State or Dayton? Well, also a lot of these projected brackets had Dayton as like a number one seed, and a lot of people. Feeling like, hey, this is going to be the team to watch this year. And San Diego State had a talented, talented squad. They probably could have made a run at it. You know, it's just there's so much that went into it. Uh, the folks at SB Nation, since there will not be a tournament, they put their heads together and said, okay, let's do the what if game. And uh, they, they played it out to see who would, who would advance and who would win. Uh, they had Utah State... Obviously, we know they were going to be there. They had them as an 11 seed facing Virginia, and they picked Utah State to win, have an upset in that uh, first round. Sam Merrill getting hot. Uh, Aggies beat beat Virginia, and then they advance to face Maryland. Uh, and then they say, you know what? Led by Merrill's shot making in the defensive sophomore center, Namiya Keda, they shock Maryland to reach the Sweet 16. And then the way that it lines up, they'd have Utah State versus East Tennessee State. What? It's a matchup nobody saw coming, they say. <laughs> it's okay to dream. So they say Utah State gets past them, and then they face Seton Hall in the uh, in the Elite Eight, but don't make it past them. Um, so we beat Maryland but lose Seton Hall? Yes. Seton Hall's a really, really good program. Yeah, but Maryland's pretty dang good then, too. I don't... Okay. Sure, why not? You know what? Why not? Let's do it. I'm looking forward to playing in the Sweet 16 or the Elite Eight or whatever it is. I'm excited. <laughs> I, I I hate this. This just is so sucky. See, that's one of those things where I see that and I think, oh, that's cool, but then I think about it and I'm like, no, I don't want to see that because it's robbing me of what yeah, could have been. what should have been. Yep, what, yeah, what should have been. That oh, I hate this thing. Uh, hey, coming up next hour, a conversation with John Oglesby with Utah High School Activities Association. Uh, we'll look at some of the news of the day from the NFL, Major League Baseball making news today as well. Stick around. The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Eric France and Ajay Salveson, Major League Baseball making an announcement today. They're going to be delaying the start of their regular season. Opening day has been pushed back until mid-May at the earliest. The earliest, by they the didn't way. Say, they didn't set a specific date. I wouldn't either. 
I, I'd keep my mouth shut until I know. They say That's they're, smart. They're, you know, on Sunday, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention recommended gatherings of 50 people or more should be canceled or postponed across the country for the next eight weeks. Oh, man. So, at least May, at by least. the way. At least May. So, yeah, we're, we're a little ways away. So, if Major League Baseball doesn't start until mid-May, does that mean the World Series is happening in mid-November? Are you playing the, if it's New the York, Fall Classic on Thanksgiving? I was going to say, if it... Oh, man, what a... Thanksgiving, that would be... You get, you get football on Thanksgiving, you get basketball on Thanksgiving, and you get baseball on Thanksgiving. World Series. If you're, if you're a team in the North... Oh, oh dude. my word. Yeah, Colorado... Good luck. Yeah. Bless you all. Hey, really quickly, to our listeners, uh, we want to start playing interviews. If you know of any good interviews you want to hear from us from our past, will you text us and let us know or tweet at us? Let us know what kind of past interviews you want to hear. Or if you haven't heard from somebody in a while. Oh, yeah. Or what's that guy doing? Somebody? Or what's that Let us know. We'll, we'll reach out to him. We'll ask. Certainly. We have kind of uh, an open promise- window right here. <laughs> Can't promise they'll say yes, but we'll definitely ask. All right. So stay tuned. Next hour, conversation about how this... CDC news affects high school athletics coming up next hour and the NFL. What's going on there, too? I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. It's been fascinating to watch so many diehard sports fans try to fill the time without live events. You may not realize how big a part of your life sports is until it's gone. Of course, that's not the most important problem we face right now, but it's okay to mourn the loss of the games we love. The NCAA tournament is so much fun for everyone. Anyone who likes golf at all, make sure that they're free on Sunday at the Masters. The NBA and NHL getting interesting. And with spring in the air, baseball fans get revved up for the start of the season. All I can say is the games will eventually come back. We're confident of that. We'll be back to arguing the small things before too long. This is a huge challenge for the entire world. It'll be more fun if we had games to watch, but that's not going to happen now. Hopefully, this will make us appreciate the things we took for granted before our everyday life was turned upside down. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.